0: 5 Strange Reincarnation Mysteries Many cultures and religions throughout history believe that our souls live through many lifetimes, transferring from one body to another after death. And while the thought that we can live again may sound strange, there are some very interesting cases on this list that may prove that it is possible. Here are 5 Strange Reincarnation Mysteries. Number 5. The Works of Ian Stevenson Whenever words like reincarnation, parapsychology, or terms like after-death communications are mentioned, in the world of paranormal investigation, one name comes up time and time again, Dr. Ian Stevenson. The late psychology professor was highly regarded as the authority on perceptual studies in which he sought to establish a scientific approach to investigating paranormal circumstances. More than that, he is considered the pioneer in research on children's memories of previous lives. Throughout his career, he has gathered more than 3,000 case studies that gave credibility to the theory of reincarnation. These were often done through a series of extensive interviews with children from all around the world that had strange stories to tell. One of those very intriguing tales talks about the case of a Burmese girl named Mawin Tar who was born with serious defects on both of her hands. Some of her fingers were missing and much to the curiosity of her parents, she seemed to have unusual grooves forming around her wrists. The deep marks looked like the result of when you would put a rope around your arm, only these ones never disappeared. When she turned three, Ma Wen began talking about her previous life as a Japanese soldier. She said that back then she had been captured, tied to a tree, and burned alive by a group of Burmese men during World War II. She went on to explain that the deformities on her hands were the result of the soldier's fingers being chopped off prior to his execution. As she grew up, Ma Wen Tar exhibited strange characteristics like her preference to dress and act like a boy. When she spoke, she would seem to utter foreign words that her family couldn't understand and also sing songs in an unknown language. It wasn't until later that it was realized that the girl was actually speaking and singing in Japanese. Ma Wen's mother also reported on the girl's unusual affinity for guns, quite unconventional, at least for Burmese girls at the time. Then her brother showed her a firearm once, and much to everyone's surprise, she immediately understood how it worked, as if she had used one her entire life. Another story that could change the mind of even the most hardened skeptic is about a Sri Lankan girl who told her mother about a certain place called Kataragama, a pilgrimage town in Sri Lanka. She had never been there, but she talked a great deal about what was supposed to be her former life in that place. She recounted how she drowned there when her previous mentally disabled brother pushed her into the river. The girl went on to make a long list of claims including that of her previous father's name, his occupation as a florist, and even the house they lived in where there were dogs. Stevenson, eager to verify such claims, found out that indeed there was a flower vendor in Kataragama whose daughter had drowned while playing with her brother. That man lived in a house where there were dogs in the backyard, and out of the 30 facts that the little girl mentioned, she got 27 of them exactly right. These are just two of the thousands of creepy cases that Dr. Stevenson had documented over the years in his books. The Canadian-born psychiatrist was a strong believer in his work, but of course, there are many skeptics. Back in the 1960s, he set a combination lock using a secret word— He told his colleagues that he would try to pass to them the code after his death. He passed away on February 8, 2007, and that lock has yet to be opened. Number 4. The Case of Taranjit Singh In the quiet village of Alunamiana in India lived a boy named Taranjit Singh when he was two years old, he told his parents that his real name was Satnam Singh and that he was born in a village named Chakchela. He further recalled that he was a student around 15 to 16 years old and that the name of his previous father was Jeet Singh and that he died after a man on a scooter ran him over on September 10, 1992. He went on to claim that the books he was carrying on that tragic day were soaked in blood and that he had around 30 rupees in his wallet. Due to the child's insistence, Taranjit's present father, Ranjit, decided to investigate his claims. Together with his wife, they journeyed to the village of Chakchela and the Sangrar district. But there, the people didn't know any of the names that their son had mentioned. They only found out later that there's also a Chakchela village in the Jalandhar district. It was there that they met a teacher who confirmed that there was a boy named Satnam Singh who died in a motorcycle accident. More shocking revelations followed after it was discovered the boy's father was in fact named Jeet Singh. Astounded with these new developments, Taranjit's father went on to reach out to Satnam's family. There they met Satnam's mother who wept in tears when she heard of Taranjit's story. She further confirmed that she had indeed kept the blood-soaked books that her son carried that day. The amount of rupees coincided as well. A forensic scientist, Vikram Raj Chuan, heard about the odd case and decided to investigate it further. He went on to take samples of the dead child's handwriting from an old notebook and compared them to Taranjit's. Despite the fact that the latter was not yet accustomed to writing, his penmanship bears great resemblance with that of the other. Dr. Chahan went to share his observations with his colleagues, and they could also see the uncanny similarities. Number 3. Transference of Physical Marks It's heavily believed in some Asian cultures that physical marks like birth marks or birth defects correspond to a wound incurred by the deceased person whose life that child was reincarnated from. Some fascinating stories proving this theory include that of an Indian boy who claimed to have memories of a man named Maharam. The man was killed on the spot by a shotgun that was fired at close range. That child then had various birthmarks clustered around the center of his chest that looked like they might correspond to a shotgun blast. Upon an investigation, it was found out that indeed there was an individual, who goes by the name of Maha Ram, who got killed by a shotgun fired at its body. Even more bizarre is the fact that when the autopsy records were pulled out, it was discovered that the pattern of the man's chest wounds directly corresponded to the boy's birthmarks. Then, a child in Turkey was born with a severely malformed ear, and the right side of his face was underdeveloped as well. He claimed to remember the life of a man who was also killed by a shotgun. Upon scrutiny of hospital records, it was confirmed that there was indeed a man who died from a shotgun blast. The weapon was fired to the right side of his skull, which coincides with the child's deformed right side of his face. Quite interestingly, such cases can also be cited in the West. Patrick Christensen was born in March of 1991 in Michigan. When he was a baby, he appeared to have a birthmark that looked like a small cut on the right side of his neck. He also had a nodule on his scalp above his right ear. Patrick also walked with a limp even though there wasn't anything wrong with his leg and he was blind in one eye. As he grew older, he kept on talking about how he wanted to go back to their old orange and brown house. This was the point when Mr. and Mrs. Christensen began to feel strange because they had indeed previously lived in a house with those exact colors in 1979 when their first child and Patrick's older brother Kevin was born 12 years prior. Kevin was born with a limp and a small nodule above his right ear which they planned to have removed. A biopsy was conducted and from there they discovered that the child had cancer. It was too late for him as the tumors had already spread throughout his body, even causing blindness in one of his eyes. Meanwhile, the scar on the neck that Patrick also had was due to the chemotherapy given to Kevin. It's either a very strange coincidence, or the younger brother Patrick could in fact be the reincarnation of his own brother. Number 2. Cameron McCauley Cameron McCauley was born in Glasgow, Scotland. When he was two, he kept telling his mother Norma about his old home in a place called Barra, an island off the west coast of Scotland. He spoke in great detail about a white house with a backyard gate leading towards the beach in the back. The boy also claimed to have a black and white colored dog and that his previous dad's name was Shane Robertson, whom he said died in a car accident. As the child became more insistent of his claims, his mother sought help from a renowned psychologist, Dr. Jim B. Tucker, from the University of Virginia. Tucker just so happened to be one of those who continued the famous Dr. Stevenson's research on children with memories of past lives. So in an attempt to verify Cameron's story, the American psychiatrist and the Macaulay family brought the child to Barra. They talked to the local authorities who confirmed that indeed there is a beach property owned by the Robertsons. They headed over, and once there, much to their astonishment, they arrived at a white house with a gate in the back leading towards the beach. They were also surprised to see the black and white dog in one of the family photos. Cameron also seemed to know his way around the house like he had lived there. Dr. Tucker remained impartial to these rather strange findings, still unsure of what was happening. Then, back in Glasgow, Tucker was able to track down a woman named Gilly Robertson, one of the remaining members of the Robertson clan. She was able to confirm most of the child's claims. She even brought with her a family photo showing the exact same house and pet dog. However, Gilly couldn't remember if there was a Shane in the family nor a family member who died in a car accident. Dr. Tucker explained that though much of the boy's claims checked out, memories can sometimes get mixed up. As he grew older, Cameron said the memories he had about this past life slowly faded. A documentary was made about the case explaining in great detail Cameron's journey to Bara and the revelations he had of his past life called The Boy Who Lived Before, so check that out if you're interested in learning more. Number 1. James Leninger Bruce and Andrea Leninger were disturbed when their two-year-old son James woke up screaming one night as if he was having a nightmare. They were terrified as they heard the child uttering chilling phrases like, Plane on fire, little man can't get out. And this incident happened more than once. On other occasions, James would tell his father that he used to fly an airplane with a co-pilot named Jack Larson. He seemed to recall vivid moments of him and Jack taking off from a boat called the Natoma. The fact that James was able to utter the word Natoma immediately raised suspicion among the adults. And then things got even weirder when he began telling his parents about how his plane was shot down near Iwo Jima. Apparently, he died while being trapped inside the burning plane that was plummeting towards the sea. During playtime, James would often reenact the event when his plane got shot down using toy planes. In his drawings as well, James depicted naval aerial battles involving American and Japanese planes and warships. Mr. and Mrs. Leninger, both devout Christian believers, were forced to confront their skepticism with the hope that they could help solve the mystery behind their son's apparent bizarre experience. They reached out to some of the war veterans who fought during the Second World War aboard the USS Natoma Bay, the same warship that James had referred to. Much to their surprise, they stumbled upon some glaring facts that couldn't be ignored. They discovered there was actually a pilot named James M. Houston, Jr., who died in action in March of 1945 near Iwo Jima, Japan. The way that James described how his past death occurred matched exactly to the fate of that of the fallen pilot. Becoming relentless in their efforts, the family attended a reunion of the Natoma Bay crewmen and pilots. During the event, the young child was able to clearly identify some people there. Meanwhile, the boy's parents contacted the pilot's family, Anne Barron, the sister of the deceased, verified James's statements he made before about his previous family. This included some sensitive details such as the pilot's father's problem with drinking. Mrs. Barron was further convinced of James's unmistakable, albeit unexplainable, link with her brother when the child revealed the existence of a certain painting that their mother had created. A book co-written by James’s parents tells about the family’s journey to uncover the mystery behind the case. It has since gained popularity since the book was translated into 10 different languages. In later interviews, the now fully grown-up James said that his nightmares had stopped after they were able to shed light on the mysteries surrounding his visions of his past life. His parents, meanwhile, seemed to have reconciled with the fact that perhaps their son could have been the reincarnation of the fallen World War II pilot. So there were five strange reincarnation mysteries. Perhaps one of the biggest questions all human beings share is what exactly happens to us after we die? Do we go to heaven, hell, or nothing at all? Or could it be possible that we may return to this world as someone else altogether? If you like this video then hit the notification bell and subscribe to our channel. We have new videos coming out every week on Wednesdays and Saturdays that we know you'll want to check out. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you soon.